everyone, this is uh, the masterful dude of doodliness, the face that runs the place, the host with the most. And I am joined, not in studio, but actually all the way up in the Northeast by the lovely, the you can't imitate, the unimitatable, is that a word? Uh, <laughs> Michael T. Robbins, one of actually the oldest uh, Fan Freaks admins. You were, you were there around the beginning of Fan Freaks, actually. But, yeah, yeah, I was one of the founding members. Yeah, like kind of like a founding father that touched you a little at night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not that kind of. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, but we're talking via Discord, actually, which is, which is really um, good for technology, you know? Uh, but, Absolutely. But thank God that uh, I finally got you on the Fan Freaks uh, podcast, man. How you doing? I am doing absolutely wonderful. It is a night, nice, uh, the Northeast. It's nice and cool, not super duper hot like you guys are down there. Yeah, I mean we're de- we're dealing with like uh, 86, 87 degrees, a little balmy, fucking humid. But uh, Michael, so I want to talk to you. Uh, you are kind of big in a certain area that I don't think enough people know about. Well, pictures, of course. What? I'm sorry, you what? cut out there. <laughs> I said, unless they downloaded my pictures, then they all know how big I am in that area. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> no, sucio. That's what we say. Um, yeah, it's going to be a very perverted podcast. But uh, I wanted to ask about, about this thing that you're doing. Like, you're doing AI things, but you're also doing Petscop? I don't What's going on there? What, what's Petscop? First of all, what's Petscop? Okay, so Petscop is a uh, art piece, uh, but with uh, alternate reality gaming elements. So it it's a, a video game. So Petscop in in universe is a video game. It's a video game that the main character Paul finds. Uh, and originally speaking, he just he's game and he popped it in, and it's really weird because the game is making him believe that there's something skeptical about that so he tried to use his evidence and tries to discover everything he can about this game and eventually he discovers that this game was owned by his mother which was passed down a couple of generations uh from uh, 1997 it's a playstation game so it was uh, a playstation game that his uncle maybe may have made and he's trying to discover all of these hidden things in them but it's it's really a, a spooky style game too because all of this stuff is kind of predicated with it seems like uh, some kind of uh, abduction and uh, child abduction child murders that went on in the late 90s and and it's just kind of a generational childhood abduction and family secrets kind of thing all of that put in a video game wait wait, wait. so this is a ps1 game Yes, it is a PS1 game. It is a spoopy PS1 game, and it is so cool. So, and it's still like being talked about to this day. Like that's yeah, well, that's pretty remarkable. Mm-hmm. It's well, it's an art piece, so it's uh, it is out of universe or in in meta in a way. I mean, of course, they don't actually say that because the uh, creators are all pretending that this is real. Which hell, it might be real. There's not a lot of stuff that it could. Uh, that could prevent it from being real because it touches so close on the reality that it could potentially be real. Well, damn, dude. So so the main character, Paul, is kind of investigating these child abductions, but do they call it like child abductions or, or is it just yeah. referenced? 
Uh, no, it's, it's it's reference. Uh, game Theory actually did a, a thing on this particular game. Uh, it was uh, I don't know. So essentially, Paul, mm-hmm. uh, Paul uh, Care or Carrie, uh, for some reason she looked at that the same eyes, uh, the same body, uh, same build, same everything looked exactly like. But he for some reason he didn't remember who she was. But her now, but I don't remember her getting abducted. And he's like, oh, well, actually, you know what? I, for some reason, I do remember that she's getting – that she got abducted. And so he's investigating the abduction of his cousin, uh, Care, who looks exactly like him, and on from there. And the funny part is is that it touches on uh, the different aspects in-game and out-game. Like he is literally going to certain locations in the real world, uh, getting a tape measure, measuring those locations out, and then finding them. That was made in 97. So he's doing measurements – today that are somehow relevant from 97 jesus all right so it's an art piece video game and it's incredibly i guess i guess the term is uh relevant to this day because you know we still have child murders and whatever but uh but what 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 brought you to it like what led you to to fall upon that because as far as i know you don't touch consoles. You're your PC through and through. PC through. Uh, it's just, uh, I guess, a personal story in this case. And so I was trying to find some meaning in some of the things that I went through. And in through looking through that meaning, I kind of went through uh, different art pieces and things that could bring me through my feelings of loss. And so Pets Up has a really heavy theme of loss. That, uh, that's um, loss and mysteries and family betrayal. And so it's that family betrayal that kind of got me interested at first. Would, would you happen to say that uh, uh, is Petscop like your top fandom or is it, you know, and like a it's niche fandom? Close. <laughs> so when it comes to different kinds of, of uh, fandoms, I really like ARGs, uh, alternate reality games, like um, like uh, the Slender Man, um, uh, there's a uh, like uh, this house has people in it. I don't know if you've heard of that one. That's a really famous one. Uh, well, it's obscure-ish, but it's also more of the famous one on there. And so I really enjoy ARGs. So I'd say ARGs are one of my my uh, favorite with fandoms. Absolutely. Oh, all right. Um, with with Petscop, what where do you see it going? Is there a possibility that we may you know touch upon this PS One game and it's still going on. That's the thing. So it's it's weird. So um, I, I can give it a, quick, a brief overview uh, that might help you guys understand it a little bit better. Uh, so like I said, you know, the fans that are listening here, which I'm going to try to spread this out to the entirety of the Petscop fandom will be like, oh, well, that's a little bit succinct or, or whatever, but just for the layperson. So what happens is, is that uh, Paul, he finds this this game and, and it was PlayStation. And he, he's like, it's really weird because it feels wrong. Off. It feels haunted, and then he finds a note, and this note says that if you do this certain thing in the certain, you turn into this shadow monster man. And this note is written, and it looks like the handwriting seven-year-old. Uh, so he gets curious, and he, so you have uh, this game Petscop that looks like a cutesy, it looks like a Pokemon clone, really, like a Pokemon or maybe Digimon. Uh, so it turns this Pokemon Digimon happy-go-lucky game that he found into something dark and disturbing. It turns. It eventually just turns into a shadow monster man, and that's kind of explored in that way. So, 
he finds that CD or I guess yeah, the PlayStation game. He follows the instructions and he's led to this meta game, this whole game underneath the game, into this place called the New Maker Plane. And this New Maker Plane is kind of like a shadow version of uh, of Petscop. It's got all these dark images and dark imagery. And then as he's exploring a little around a little bit, he finds a grave, a gravestone. And he locates this gravestone. Is like then the most famous line thing is actually that's a dead kid. Yep, and that's where it starts. He finds the grave, and this dead child is named Michael Hammond. And Michael Hammond, it turned out, turned out to be a child that's related to him in a way. It would probably be his his cousin. And he didn't know about this death. He he hadn't even heard about it before. But then he just discovered it in Petska. Doubt that uh, Michael Hammond is uh, is, uh, the brother of the creator of the game, Rainer. And that's why he started creating this dark shadow is to let everybody know, hey, Michael's death was wrong. There's some... So... That's heavy, Doc. (laughs) Yeah, that's really messed up. And so what happens is that he starts digging deeper. And this is a bad thing because when Paul starts digging deeper, whatever's in the game starts digging in starts clawing into him in a way just in kind of like a metaphorical sense at first but then in a non-metaphorical sense because then he finds out about care he finds uh, care like what what care is missing she's gone we don't know where she's at he finds that in the the game this is him to dig a little bit more and it turns out that the reason why care went missing is because of her father marvin wow so yeah marvin is Marvin is is not exactly person we find out because what happens is uh let's see so Marvin has this thing where as Rainer is digging more and more dirt was found so as Rainer dug up he found out that one day Marvin his friend and his friend's sister the two girls were uh hanging around with him at a light they were taking pictures, having fun, yada, yada, yada. And then all of a sudden, the sister disappeared. The, uh, Mar- Marvin's friend's sister disappeared. And then so did the lighthouse. They were gone. Like they, Marvin and, and the, the friend looked uh, looked at the lighthouse, the, white, uh, the uh, I'm sorry, uh, windmill, looked at the windmill, and the windmill was there one second, and then gone the next. The sister was gone as well. So there were two disappearances that were very uh, difficult to explain. And so what was doing, the creator of the game was trying to figure out and dig where did the, the where did the, the body go? Where did the where did the windmill go? Yeah, that, so, yeah. I gotta I gotta tell you, from from the outset, it sounds like a lot of things that I like, because this came from ninety seven, a lot of things that I like either took from Petscop or were like giving a wink and a nod to Petscop. Because a lot of this sounds very similar to like Hellraiser type of shit, where it is, where you kind of are digging, you're opening a puzzle box, kind of, where uh, uh, Paul is playing this game and he opened it and he's going into this game and the game is digging into him. It sounds very much Hellraisery, and then you have like things that are disappearing and reappearing, and it sounds a lot like. Uh, I don't want to I don't want to make an assumption, but it sounds like the nightmare levels from Max Payne. You I don't know if you ever played Max Payne, but like the nightmare levels were like 
one minute it's there, the next minute it's not there because, you know, you're obviously going into someone's psychosis or whatever and it's very PTSD. But it's it's kind of really cool how this is going. And uh, it also reminds me of that game. Uh, not the game, I'm sorry, the movie. Oh, my God, that Silent Hill loves to rip off. Oh, it's with Tim Robbins and Elizabeth Pena. And it's about a Vietnam. Oh, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. It's uh, fuck. It's on the tip of my tongue. Hold on, I'm looking yeah. it up. But there's a little bit there. Like, damn, Petscop is probably like super used as as like for a lot of these things that that may that are used for potential scares and things like that. They they've kind of it seems like adapted or a wink and a nod. Like, hey. Pets Cop did it. Let's do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And the thing, uh, stuff to be discovered that we don't know for sure exactly what is going on. I mean, it's Jacob's so Ladder. Shit. Yeah, Jacob's Ladder. That's a good one. Yeah, that, that was a really good movie. Yeah, there's there's some shit there with Pets Cop there. Like, I don't I don't know. Like, there's there's something here. And I'm, I'm getting genuinely interested in this in this fucking lore right now. Yeah, so there's there's uh, this one part that uh, that that really hooked me, and this is just from Pet. So there's like 23 episodes currently, and this one's from Pet Scop Three. I'll read it. It's it's not like a this is kind of so that uh, Paul walks into a room. He's digging uh, into the uh, into what's going on. Like, why is this? Why is this new maker playing? Why? What's going on here? Why was Rainer digging through the stuff? And so eventually, he was able to discover Care's room. So for some reason, Rainer recreated everybody's room from the family in uh, and the new maker plane just for some reason. It's kind of touched on, but uh, but so Paul walks into a room and finds a text, and the text box reads, your wife says, cares and growing eyebrows. You say, that's a puzzle. You're secretly very excited to hear this news. You're in a bathtub thinking about, it. I have a guess at which child you'll pick next. When you find a room, the passage on my right will lead to her. She'll peer from the darkness, and I'll shoot her in the head. Fuck me. Terrible. Young people can be psychologically damaged beyond rebirthing. A young person walks into your school building. They walk in with you. You're holding her. They come out crying into their hands because nobody will love them. Not ever again. Nobody loves me. They cry. They wander the new banker plane. That's... Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's I could, really. I can see why why you got hooked. Yeah, what, that, after reading that, that was I was done. I I had to just immerse. Where, where did Petscop get like the the PS one game? Did it get like fully released, or was it like one of these hush hush uh, things? Well, that's why um, a lot of people, I mean, myself included, believe that it didn't it didn't actually get released at all. Uh, the company that created it, Garalina, uh, has uh, the name has some connotations later on in the lore itself. But um, it, it's weird because you know how when you boot up a PlayStation, you hear that 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 bassy noise yeah. uh, for PlayStation One. Excuse me, it's iconic. And so whenever you first boot up the actual uh, the actual uh, movies of the, the Petscop, the, um, the YouTube videos themselves, that's the first thing you see. So it's like you're booting up the entire project in a way. I mean, oh, okay. In order- so so it's, really, it's, it's really a series of videos on YouTube? It is. And so it's a series of videos on YouTube, but then again, it's not as well. So it's, it looks like, and I guess this is a whole part of the lore, is that we don't know. 
So it's so it starts out how Paul is um is uh this is like doing a, like a let's play in a way. So let's it's kind of sort of it's not even a creepypasta either. It's kind of like a let's play format where he's introducing the game to a friend of his, and then as we go along the series, we realize that that uh, the reason why it's up there is that for some reason the uh, owners of the channel for some reason that's not Paul. That's somebody. We don't know who that is, and we so they're called the proprietors. And so the proprietors found Paul's playthrough of some of the game and started uploading it against Paul's wishes, believe it or not. And that's eventually touched upon uh, in the game itself. And so oh, there's, there's some kind of element of Paul either playing against his will, uh, something to that effect. But but along, it's a game. It is a game. Like if you had uh, like the creator of the of the actual Petscop game itself, or if you were running it on, you could play because it, it looks absolutely playable. So if this piece, which is what a lot of people assume, then it's an art piece. The person who created it created an entire. You you broke up there, Michael. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, yeah. So essentially, the uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, so yeah, essentially, what it is is long story short is that creator of the art project created the game. Like it's it's a game. It's an actual playable game, uh, as far as everyone is aware. Have you played it? Uh, uh no. Sort of. So fans have recreated the game, believe it or not. So uh, the fans have created uh, something called Gift Scop. And so it is a screen by screen recreation of the game. The game itself, as far as the general public is aware, it's not a game because it's not something that we can access. But it is a game because it's programmed oh, yeah. pretty much exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. <laughs> we're 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 going into whether or not Petscop is actually a game you can play. No no. <laughs> George and, is in the studio. Hey guys, just thought I'd pop in, just say hi. How's everyone doing? Well, Hello. the audience, the, the audience. Yes. All right. Cause like you can't hear Michael. He's in my headphones. Wait, Michael speaks in your head too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I think we're, we're doing pretty good with discord. I think we could do it again. Sounds good. If this has been working fine, the audio sounds great. I say we do more. Absolutely. Um, I'm available whenever. But yeah, Michael, you also have, uh, I believe, like Petscop AI things. Like, you have videos now that you're doing. Oh, an actual software. Yeah, I, I, you were writing about it. Sounds awesome. Yeah, so uh, it's not just Petscop either. It's so I uh, created, well, I adapted some some uh, open source AI uh, programs and kind of cobbled together something to where you can feed any media, not just Petscop, but any media, into this AI. Then have this AI read it millions and millions and millions of times and then learn exactly how the writer writes and their style and can copy words. And so then it, you can then have the AI task it to create something with it, uh, be it a tweet or a chapter or a new episode of something. And so you could create completely unique episodes of whatever you want to you can create uh, as long as you feed it enough input. Oh, man. So what other examples could you actually throw in there, though? Like, could you give me one? Uh, yeah. So uh, one of the things I have planned, because uh, so Petscop just released a bunch of new videos, so I'm having to reteach it everything. So it's going to take a little <laughs> bit of time. But as I told you, what I have been working on is uh, Justice League. Doing is I'm feeding the entirety of the just the uh, well, anything DC related into 
AI, and I'm going to have it write its own Justice League movie. Oh, my God. I wonder if it'll be better than the Josh Whedon, Zack Snyder one. Well, it's going to be better than Zack Snyder by default. So, <laughs> I mean, I can only bet that the AI will have structure, which is something that Zack Snyder did not. So, if anything... I mean, yeah. just, just keep taking a shit on this man. I will. <laughs> I will because those movies were horrible and people try to convince me they were art. So, yes. Yes, I will. All right. Yeah. Also, yeah. Uh, uh, Robbins, uh, I, I vote. I wish for a deck of many things in the next campaign, <laughs> if possible. I just read campaign. up on what that was. What deck? What do you guys? The deck about? of many things is in D anD D, and oh my god, it sounds crazy. Yeah, it's a good way to kill a campaign. Like I've <laughs> uh, run campaigns before where it was like a just a deck of many things. You create wait, a character, wait. I hand you a deck, and you, you guys are playing D&D together? We did a while ago, and we I'm did. totally down to do it again. I just got the inkling to do researching because I like, I like the game. I don't know. Yeah. You like D&D? Uh, well, good. You should like D&D. Oh, sorry. I, I, I talked over Michael on that one. What were you saying, Michael? <clears throat> oh, no. I was just saying the main problem with that is uh, I'm trying to get everything scheduled, so I figured I'd wait again until uh, yeah. winter to reorganizing because yeah. I was only having like two or three people that were actually able to play at any point in time. Ugh. You couldn't get anybody in Fan Freaks? Because I know uh, Roger in Texas, another another admin, would totally be down for D&D. Well, yeah. It's like I could get like two people. But the problem is is that then the next week uh, those two people couldn't play and it could be the other two. And I, I made it a 60-hour plus uh, – uh, spent 60-plus hours on – that was like – I needed at least three people. And so I was only getting like two people at a time. So it was just like, you know what? We'll wait. That's why I say we just do uh, pre-established modules, baby. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm planning on as well. I've got a couple of one-shots I put together just in my spare time. <laughs> uh, is it going to be 5e or Pathfinder? Please, 5e. 5e. Yeah, Pathfinder's nice, but I just... It's 5e's a little... Opinion. I taught myself 5e. I can't teach myself another thing. It's too hard. <laughs> Pathfinder has a lot of math, and you're not good at math. No, I'm very much not good at math. Yeah, it's a lot of math. <laughs> that is That is true. That is the truest. Anyway, guys, I'll be back in a couple 20 minutes. I'll be back. Ghost return. <laughs> All right. <laughs> He's so fucking wacky. Uh, <laughs> so I uh, did you get a chance to, to – did we get a chance to plug your, your YouTube channel? I'm sorry. Oh, I yeah, got sidetracked by D&D. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. It actually kind of falls in line with that. So – what uh, what I'm doing now is I'm taking those artificial intelligence things like the uh, like for, I was mostly working on Petscop because it's super popular Petscop it's got a huge fandom behind it um, and it's a lot of really great people a lot of great artists involved in that but is I was taking because uh, there was six months before there was an episode at one point in time there was about a six month uh, kind of a give there and everyone was clamoring for more Petscop so that's what kind of inspired me in a way to start creating the AI portion of it. You saw uh, you saw a, so, a, 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 a demand and you provided supply. Absolutely. That's what you do. <laughs> Business, as they say. Business. But uh, what's your YouTube channel's name, if I may ask? Uh, it's Artificial Anime. I, I think I only have like 100 scrubs at the moment. But yeah, uh, I'll post it up on the Fan Freaks, uh, the uh, Facebook group. And that way uh, people will know exactly. And we can also put it wherever on that. But yeah, it's artificial animated. It's a, Yeah, so it's one of the first things you search in the Google is artificial animated. I believe that is one of my – yeah, I'm like the third or fourth search down from that. But I'll post up a link in the Fan Freaks Facebook group. Awesome. And I hope uh, we get 
some pet scop fans into fan freaks or make fan freaks you know get into the fandom because that's what we made the group for right Oh, absolutely. It's to, to bring all the fandoms together so we can all share in peace and harmony, or at least not too much. So, you know, if you thought this was going to be a, a Petscop-only podcast, uh, you thought wrong because it was me, Dio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're approaching? <laughs> uh, uh, yes. That's uh, one, another thing I want to make into the artificial uh, intelligence portion is I want to feed all of JoJo's and make a whole new separate season that is completely new and random. Oh, that would be great. That would be great. But, you know, I think we're going to have to take a little break. But, hey, what's that? All right. So, we're here. Well, we're in two different places. But at the same time, we're in in your ears. It's uh, (laughs) Adrian, the masterful doodadoodliness. Joined by Michael T. Robbins, and we're gonna talk about something that uh, I just got into, but you've been there for a while, which is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which is oh, honestly yeah. like, dude, I did not expect this anime to be that damn good. But you've been reading the manga, you're super into the fandom. Mm-hmm. You wanna you wanna tell potential fans of JoJo. What is JoJo? So JoJo Bizarre Adventure is it's the granddaddy of modern manga as well as anime in some cases. So it is right up there with uh, with the, the likes of Dragon Ball and um, probably three generations at this uh, this point. Uh, the ones that started uh, making manga popular or this type of manga popular uh, without it be what they are right now. Would, would, so, would you 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 wouldn't consider I don't consider JoJo a shonen. You, yeah, I mean no and yes. I mean it's in shonen jump, but I mean there are definitely other elements of the other uh, types of uh of uh jump. It's the the senin or yeah, I, I forget the names of them now. But yeah, other elements. I uh so so what kind of got me into it was it wasn't exactly just you. It was a, a, quite a number of people. Honestly, Julio, uh, another fan freaks admin, uh, Jesus, BVS Valentine. That's you guys do puns like every fucking Facebook thread. I see both <laughs> of you guys is doing like a pun off. But all you guys were telling me, Adrian, watch Jojo. Adrian, watch Jojo. Adrian, watch Jojo. And I was very hesitant because anime tends to be very long and you know Jesus mm-hmm. you and Julio all love one piece so i was kind of worried that jojo was going to be another like 1000 episode type of anime but you guys told me just watch you know phantom blood if you like it you like it if you don't you don't that's fine so i watched phantom blood with jonathan and dio of course and man it it's a bit slow obviously compared to everything else cuz it sets the table but Damn, that show was good. Yeah, and that's the beauty of it. Uh, you know, One Piece, which of course actually just got amazing this last. Yeah, you were talking. Everything off the table. You were talking about it on Twitter, and apparently Twitter uh, lit the fuck up and was like talking more yeah. about One Piece than Jesus Christ. Literally, I didn't even know Jesus Christ was there was something going on with Jesus this week. I thought he's dead, but uh, but they he's were got a little spawn time, but it's all good. <laughs> 
<laughs> but everybody was talking about One Piece. Uh, but I mean, if you want to talk about One Piece, you can. But what 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 led you to go into JoJo, and what led you to go into One Piece? Fuck it, let's talk about that. Oh well, so JoJo and One Piece actually have a lot in common. Uh, of course, their length, how their staying power, but each one has a, a different reason their staying power. Like uh, for example, with uh, with JoJo, a lot of JoJo comes with, I guess, the legacy of that comes with, with the original uh, the original Joestar bloodline. Because you don't just follow one protagonist with JoJo, you follow all of the JoJos, which are uh, it's like grandfather to then to grandson and then to to great grandson. Uh, yeah, grand grandson. It's so it it goes down the line, and that's the whole point of uh, of uh, the, the the show is the Lego Star bloodline. But uh, You've got the Jonathan, and then it goes to uh, the Joseph, and then you've got uh, uh, Jotaro, yada, yada, yada. And uh, they're all linked by blood, and it has fate kind of following that bloodline down in order to save the world and to fight evil. And it's that, and they do it through different ways. Uh, like, for example, you've got uh, the Hammond or Ripple or, or, or whichever. For the first two uh, to and uh, they're fighting vampires and pillar men and god breathing techniques. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, Demon Slayer does the same thing, but like, yeah. Yeah, that's a there. that's another new anime that everyone's telling me. Like the animation's on point. That oh, it's, it's really good. It's really oh, good. you've you've watched it already? Oh yeah, I, I like just now out, but yeah, it's it's really good. But, but yeah, so Joe, so Jojo, not to get off tangent. Jojo is about fighting down a bloodline, and so the beauty of that, and the reason why it does that a little bit better, in my opinion, they're the same story, but they're contained. One Jojo, because all of the family members that are that are the protagonists for some reason are nicknamed Jojo. I mean, they are, but they aren't, but they are. But either which way, and so you could catch season one, watch all of the story of John of Jonathan, and then uh, then you get to skip a generation, and you go see. Jonathan's grandson, uh, and so you get to see his adventures, which just so happened to lead in from his his uh, grandfather's adventures. And so you're watching self-contained arcs. That I mean, of course, you should shouldn't skip arcs because you'll get crucified by the fandom if they find out. But that's uh, but yeah, that's a whole other thing. So you uh, you go through these mini arcs, and so it lets you kind of like take a breather in between the arcs because you can like wait a couple of months and then go back to it and go to a new arc. Um, but you'll know what's going on because it's following the bloodline. So it's self. And I think that's why Joe a bit better than one piece. Yeah. Cause I got to tell you like one piece and dragon ball, uh, bleach Naruto, you can, you can make an argument about a lot of these shonens that while they're, they're good shows in their own right for the most part. Uh, mm-hmm. but sometimes people just don't gravitate towards a particular protagonist. And I think that's what's great about Jojo is because each Jojo is a completely different uh, protag Mm -hmm. and they all have certain things that are, that are different. And also for the most part, the villains, the villains are three dimensional, which is something I love completely. Like the one that is, Arguably, in my opinion, uh, granted, you've watched more anime than I have. You absorb more Eastern content than I have. But for me right now, 
after watching uh, part three and part one, obviously, and I'm right now in part five with Jordan. I have a mm-hmm. dream. Uh, is is right now Dio is the greatest anime villain of all time. Like in my opinion, like the amount of petty one man can have for an entire <laughs> bloodline is amazing. Like for me, before him, it was Frieza because Frieza is an irredeemable villain. There's mm-hmm. you cannot redeem Frieza. Well, they've both got a lot of qualities together too, both uh, Dio and Frieza. Yeah, this um, this politeness, this both. I mean, they're not like just a flat, you know, mustache twirling. Oh, I'm so evil, kind of thing. No, they got depth. Like, yeah, for Larendis, well, England, I, but yeah. So they they've killed a lot of people, but then again, I don't know. I guess it's the embodiment of lawful evil in a way. Yeah, that that's that's actually a really good descriptor for Dio and for for Frieza because they have a strict guideline. But it's always evil. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to play by my rules. You know, I'm a, I won't use my hands. I'll only use my tail. You know, that kind of stuff. Right. And, right. Uh, or I won't use my body. I'll only use my eyes. Yeah. Uh, where, where's the fun in that? Go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but then again, if they don't emperor, they can just change the law. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. the, but, but it's still, you know, it's valid because, you know, they're the emperor. They can, they're the ones who can change it. Mm-hmm. Uh Exactly. Something else to draw on the parallel. You know, when Frieza died and came back, Resurrection F, he comes back, what? Golden. Dio comes back, he turns fucking <laughs> Super Saiyan, basically. He turns, like, with a fucking glow around him. So you can make, you can make <laughs> yes. that argument. It's a world, though. <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 always been a big thing. It's like it, it's a connotation of power too, because it's not just the the gold; it's the some of the tone, uh, tones uh, that Dio has after his resurrection. Is like he's a little because Dio thought when he was a vampire that he was unkillable. It was like you know the, the utterly I nobody can touch me. I don't respect anybody. Yada yada yada. But then uh, and Frieza was like that too. It's like he didn't really respect anybody except maybe like his brother and his father. But then after that tragedy happened, you know, well, tragedy, yes, loosely speaking, of course, but uh, Dio lost. And after Frieza lost, they came back and they learned from their mistake. And that's yeah. uh, a key pivotal moment in both of their characters. Yeah. And they knew uh, that they that what they were was not enough and that they had to grow from it. Exactly. Which exactly. is which is something also what is great about Jojo because Jojo, um, I when I was watching part four, it didn't really click with me until I realized watching Josuke uh, versus mm-hmm. Okuyuza. Because Okuyuza is pretty like, oh shit, his stand, the, the hand, I thought was mm-hmm. like really, really awesome and interesting. And I thought, oh man, this is going to be a big time villain. No. <laughs> turns out, turns out it's, that's his boy. And they start plotting and they're like, oh, let's, you know, you know, they're, they're doing kid shit, stealing and stuff. But it's still like they're trying to get rich and, and stuff like that. And, it, and it's it dawned on me. Every Jojo is trying to make people redeem themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very Goku-ish. Well, pretty super Goku-ish. Yeah. I mean, you can make the argu- argument because they have similar hair. And similar attitudes, except uh, one's very comedic. Palmerif and Vegeta are very similar. 
<laughs> I can absolutely see that. Absolutely. <laughs> Considering the fact that uh, rewatching the Jotaro versus Dio fight and Ponorov comes in, stabs, you know, Dio through the head. That's a very Vegeta move to try and kill Freeze, and then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, gets wonked. And then Goku <laughs> or the main protag, fucking Jojo, has to come save the day. But, yeah, it's the hair. It's It has to be. If it's pointier, the more Vegeta you are. <laughs> and, uh, of course, you know, uh, I don't know if you saw the, the picture of it, but, like, what would be Vegeta look like if he shaved his head bald? Because, I mean, obviously his head has to be, like, super-duper pointy in order to be able to get that pointy. Yeah, so otherwise, his hair should fall down. Right. So he's Conehead. Yes, he's a Conehead. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also an underrated uh, 90s movie, in my opinion. Yes. Yes, one of Dan Aykroyd's best. Um, uh, so, so let me ask you this. You, you mentioned earlier that you were going to take all five parts of JoJo's anime into mm-hmm. your AI and try and make a completely new, what, what would you say, maybe a new JoJo completely? Uh, yeah, so uh, I have a couple different ways that I'm thinking about doing it and we'll see which one works the best. Uh, so what I might do is take each individual season, just standalone, have it read it a couple million times and have it produce a whole new episode of that season or a new JoJo out of that. Uh, and then from there, I'll take the whole or potentially take the whole of it and then have that create a whole new episode with maybe all of the JoJo's in it. Uh, see where it goes from there. Like have them all like meet up like a crossover episode. And it just depends upon with the AI. I mean, what's great is you have Kira who reversed time and you had Dio who stops time. So you could do wonky shit with time travel. Yeah. It's like the ultimate uh, fan fiction. Only the fan fiction is a robot. (laughs) (laughs) I I'd actually, I'd actually be down for that, that pillarman that's frozen in space from joseph to come back i'd be down oh yeah cars yeah well i don't think the uh, the, the person that created it forgets things it was a rocky i think his name is uh he tends to forget things like star finger um, there's one of them you know where uh where uh, he was able to uh, make his fingers grow long that was forgotten about it star platinum's fingers yeah yeah that was that was completely forgotten uh, by Rocky as well as uh, a bunch of other things uh, and that so sounds like I, another mangaka artist that we all know and love that forgot Super Saiyan three existed. <laughs> oh, let's just oh. let's just go blue, you know. Let's just forget about Super Saiyan three with its awesome <laughs> design, although uh, supposedly it was a bitch to color. And the thing is, is that depending upon how you even rate it, technically he may even be right because they're like they. You don't just rate, uh, at least in the fandoms and in the manga, you don't rate, you didn't rate it technically by like Super Saiyan 1, 2, 3, blah, 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 blah. Great. So you have Super Saiyan Grade 1, which was the, uh, the, you know, Goku or whatever just turning Super Saiyan. And you have Grade 2, which is a slightly larger Saiyan, you know, how uh, Vegeta and Trunks popped out of the, the, the hyperbolic time chamber and, you know, they were jacked. That's Grade 2. And then you have grade three, which is a super duper jacked, and you can't uh, move around all that much. Then you have grade uh, 3.5, yada, yada, yada. So that's not even how Super Saiyans were initially intended to be graded. So I can see why Toriyama would have forgot that. So, <laughs> um, yeah, this is, I don't want to go into Dragon Ball because that's like we should do an hour of Dragon Ball just to bitch right. about, just to bitch about like the some of the writing in Super. 
compared to like the anime compared to to that like um i'm gonna imagine that you're a you like subtitles and oh, yeah. you're not a dub guy you don't like english nah, sub madame but i like the subs <laughs> no <way. laughs> well what dom doesn't like subs so uh, <laughs> subscribe to <laughs> <laughs> yes kids tell your parents um so i wanted to to just i fucking hate the english dub of dragon ball super and i can't stand anybody that likes it because they change a character's name just because they <laughs> they didn't want to go topo and they called him top and i fucking hate that i i see i haven't even watched the the dub yet because it was so terrible the first couple so it's just like no no i i it's just the voice sat down and listened to the dubs the american voices just sound wrong and weird like i'd much rather have team four star or tuper as they're calling it than, than the current voice actors so let let me ask you this um to just kind of go back to jojo i want to get back mm-hmm. on track here um who is your favorite jojo because everyone has a favorite jojo but mine mine is going to be jotaro it was joseph but I don't want to get. Should we should we talk about spoilers? Uh, maybe we could put a spoiler warning. Spoiler warning! Stop uh, listening if you, have if you haven't. JoJo, then you probably want to fast forward a little bit. And yeah. All right. But fucking Joseph but, cheating on Irina is a piece of shit. Yeah, it really is. And the thing is, is that the reason why he did it is because he hates Japanese and he wanted to pound it into him. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joseph always. Uh, you know, like the German Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was kind of hard to concentrate with them around. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, oh, I'm canceled. Crap. Man, and frankly, I can't believe you did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did not see that coming. <laughs> All right, what's, what's your favorite jo- JoJo? And you get, we can talk uh, spoilers here, so. Okay, so I'd probably say I like the JoJos for different reasons, but... If I were to hang out with one, it would probably be uh, Joseph. Like, if I was going to go out, you know, we're going to go get a beer or have some fun. Japan. He says, yeah, I'm going to say it was says that. Um, as yeah. for. Yeah, honestly, uh, talking about Joseph a little bit. Young Joseph is super fun, especially when you partner him up with Smokey. <laughs> When when they remember about Smokey, but like you know that that whole time when he's yeah. when he like whips out a Tommy gun and starts blasting on this fucking vampire, that was badass. That sold me on season two right there. I was a little iffy about the generational thing the first time I, I read it, and it was like, no, nah, no, nah, this is it. Uh, okay. Honestly, this is me. I thought you were gonna go with Josuke, simply because. He's very chaotic neutral, in my opinion. Like, yeah, like Josuke is super like a little like very chaotic. He's chaotic good at times more than chaotic neutral, honestly, because he he usually does right things. But man, the hair and the fact that his stand can fix everything. I mean, you know, yeah, he's the one I most personally identify with. Like, uh, you got the, uh, the, the Joseph is the one I'd want to hang out with, but no, nah, it's probably the one that's, I would be like, if I were a Joe star, that's who I would be most likely. 
I definitely see it, dude. I definitely see it. Not only that, Josuke is so laid back. He's the, I think, the only uh, JoJo that dances in his intro. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I make that same uh, kind of hip movements that he makes. But it's only because I have an unofficial hip. That's a whole other, you know, he kind of like pops his hip in and does the whole pointy thing. I don't know. If we had a video, you'd be able to see me doing it right now. Actually, we, we had a video. I think it's on my Instagram from, from the first time we were at Dragon together. Mm-hmm. And you doing the dance. <laughs> like, you're doing the hip thing and all that. And I'm like, just kidding. <laughs> when I was watching part four, I'm like, Robbins? <laughs> yes yeah if I, if I was a joe star i'd be him that, that would just be me and that'd probably be my stand ability too is that or something with luck manipulation uh now now we went to your favorite jojo i'm gonna ask you your favorite villain and why is the deal <laughs> <laughs> it's D- okay my non-dio favorite villain uh, jojo would probably be uh, either I don't know. That's that's a hard one. It it really is because you can make you can do a subcategory. You could go favorite villain that didn't redeem themselves or favorite villain that became a friend. Because you mm-hmm. could do you could do like, man, that's what's so great about JoJo. Because there's there's obviously the favorite JoJo argument, but when you go mm-hmm. into villains, there's multiple different types of villains. There's multiple different types of antagonists in this, and it is so great. Yeah, and it's like you could technically say, oh, yeah, no, it's that Nazi guy. But, I mean, he wasn't a villain. That's the the thing. It's like it's hard to say, but, yeah, he was He fucking helped. Like, that that was so weird to see uh, a Nazi not, you know, be a fucking (laughs) alt-right. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, Now, this got a little political. But, uh... (laughs) But either which way, I mean, that's that's kind of like you could say that technically, but it, right? I don't know, maybe like. But then again, there's what were their end goals of some of the villains too? I mean, you have you know the cars and all that, and they were like wanted to take over the world, but like would it have been a bad world that they were going to take over? I mean, they didn't want to like destroy humanity; they just wanted to like make things a little bit better for everybody. You know what? Actually, um. Now that I think about it, who I thought you were going to pick, like, face down is Darby. Yeah, I can see that. Simply because um, you were mentioning earlier luck base. And you're really, you're really good at cards. (laughs) (laughs) I've played you in DC deck building, my man, and you are, you are good. (laughs) Well, Um, it's all about counting cards. (laughs) (laughs) It's like... All right, don't take uh, don't take Robbins with you to a casino. Is is the point here? Bad idea. Nah, you, you learn that in certain environments because I mean, there's there's only fifty two cards in certain card games, and if you can just remember fifty two things, then you can remember exactly what was played, and so you know what's the higher probability of being in that person's hand, and then you can kind of break it down to the you know there's only four suits on that, so if you can the probability from there, you can count cards. All right. Well, now you. Who says the Fan Freaks podcast isn't informative? <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, um, I'm I'm watching JoJo. Obviously, I'm watching part five right now uh, with Jorno, uh, which is uh, super interesting, actually, because the way they went about it, 
the way they're going with this generational gap, like how many of these Joe stars mm-hmm. happen and the fact that, you know, we're in spoiler territory still, the fact that Jorno is from Jonathan's body, but when Dio's head was on it is <laughs> wow. That, that, that is like some fucking like that. Everything goes back always to Phantom blood. Like that's, what's so good. Mm-hmm. Everything goes back to Phantom blood. But I wanted to ask you, uh, how far are we in the manga? Like, how how far along is the manga? Uh, so they we've got uh, the Stone Ocean and uh, one more chat. Well, in the middle of the the one after that, so it's got two arcs. Uh, it's about two arcs ahead. Um, yeah, so. Stone Ocean, and then you've got the one you're currently in the middle of, which is actually getting really good. I don't want to even start touching on spoilers on that one because, like, some of the stuff literally just happened last week that was explosive. But, um, is, but yeah, we've got. Is it about uh, uh, the f- new female JoJo? Because apparently there's Jolene. Yeah, Jolene. That's uh, we, we met. What five? I I don't know if she's in five. Yeah, I, I'm re- I'm I'm just started with uh, with five. The last thing I watched was the whole Mister, you know, with the gun and the bullets. Oh, I'm sorry, four, not five. It was in four. The uh, with uh, with uh, Josuke. With uh, yeah, with uh, with Josuke. Uh, the that was uh, he babysat. Oh, it's the baby. Yeah. No shit. The fucking mm-hmm. baby that turns invisible. Uh, no, not the baby that turned invisible. Uh, was uh, because uh, uh, Jotaro brought his daughter over one episode. Oh in shit! The I don't fucking remember. Oh my god, that's fucking yeah. really cool. Yeah, and so he surprised. You have a daughter? Like, yeah, I fuck. And so he uh, <laughs> brought her. Brought her <laughs> baby sat. That is such a Jotaro response, though. <laughs> like <laughs> super, really- like. Matter of fact. <laughs> uh, but, but then, last you I mean, you, you kind of guess how many years, like, well, I mean, I since you remember, I guess you couldn't, so it'd be like, like part four is over-ish, is the next one. And then uh, that one's that one's really wild, too. Um, that, But let's just say uh, there's a lot of female action in that. A lot of female action on that. Which, I mean, girl power. Absolutely, and we 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 kind of need more female protags because, like, absolutely. Uh, one of the things in Dragon Ball that everybody likes to bitch about, and this is super true, is that there isn't enough female protags in in Dragon Ball. In most shonens, uh, I don't think there is enough. I think that's one of the reasons why I gravitated so well to Bleach, is because Rukia was so important, and uh, yeah. I mean, Orihime was the fucking, you know, whatever. The, the, oh, I love you. Orihime's boobs, am I right? (laughs) I I love you, you know. Kurosaki, I even, you know, (laughs) fucking, I memorized that shit because that's everything she said. Every fucking episode was Kurosaki, and, you know. Well, I mean, at least she was super useful in the last, uh, the last. I, I didn't, uh, I was reading up until, because I, fucking fell in love with bleach even after the full bring arc i like hated it so fucking much i <laughs> i'm i understand why the anime got canceled but when 
then I started reading and then we had the whole Quincy thing. And then Ichigo's a fucking Quincy. I was like, I'm fucking done. He's just, (laughs) he's just fucking everything. You know, his fucking mom's a Quincy. His dad's a fucking soul. Fuck this. I'm done. I got better things to read. Well, the reason why it's put out there that he was everything is because Eisen, Eisen practically was he there was he was a, a, a the essentially so Eisen put it all together and added into it and made him into some kind of weird ass super soldier, which is why he did that is just to see if he could beat the ultimate being essentially. Ah, <sighs> Eisen was such a good villain. He was. <laughs> I, I really do feel it should have ended at Eisen. It it should have absolutely. Like there's no, or, there's nothing that I know. I mean, I I stopped after Quincy, so I don't know what what happened afterwards. But no villain resonated in Bleach better than Eisen. Eisen was like this fucking ultimate big bad with the ultimate betrayal, mm-hmm. and the whole uh, Hueco Mundo was so good. Why are we fucking talking about Bleach? I don't want to talk about Bleach. Fuck Bleach. <laughs> <laughs> Also, well, fuck, not, fuck yeah. Naruto, because I gave that shit 50 episodes. I'm never going to watch it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I fucking hate Naruto. I hate Naruto. I'm sorry. I cannot like one of these characters. There's not one character to like, except Rock Lee. Rock Lee is, like, the best character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's, uh, it takes about a couple hundred episodes to get into it, which N- shouldn't happen. No, no, no I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it no. really shouldn't. Um, but... I got Stockholm syndrome, so I finished it. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, f- Frank was uh, was ribbing me, telling me that uh, Agent, you didn't really like play Destiny enough, and I'm like, I gave that game like 30 hours. I'm not gonna fucking like keep playing if I don't like it. He's like, No, no, because you didn't do the raid and shit. I'm like, Dude, I don't have Stockholm syndrome. I'm not gonna keep fucking playing something that I don't like. It's a fucking mm-hmm. looter shooter. Fuck off. It's not even a good one. Speaking of which, yeah. you just uh, played Borderlands 3, and I wanted to mention something here. I love your reviews. I love the fact that it you give a T- TLDR, and you give uh, really good, concise pros and cons. And I wanted to thank you for that publicly. Oh, yeah, no problem. I figured that, I mean, if I'm going to... Actually, I got the game for free, but that's a whole other thing. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, if I'm going to get a game, and I'm going to have an audience that wants to know what's going on with that game. I may as well give them my best opinion and put the best opinion forward that I can. Nah, no, thank you. Like it, I think you, you help with fan freaks because some people have mentioned, you know, whether or not they're going to buy something depending on, on your reviews. So <laughs> yeah. uh, I think Funny it was Dana more often than I think it was a uh, Dana silver who was like, yeah, I absolutely agree with your review that he was mentioning in a comment, I believe. About yeah. Borderlands 3. I, I'm i never going to get Borderlands simply because I fucking hate Gearbox. You know, kitty porn and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck. That's fucking immature assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Old enough to pee. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that was bad on me. <laughs> yeah, that, there's, yeah. A, there's a lot of bad jokes with that. But, uh, but I wanted to say um, uh, thank you, Michael, for being on. Uh, it has no it, it has been a genuine pleasure. I miss you, bro. I miss you. I miss you too, man. I miss you too. Well, I mean, we could do this as often as you like. Anytime you need another guest or co-host or whatever, I am here. As long as there's no tequila around, because I don't want to do the Colonel <laughs> ever again. <laughs> you know, you know, D's been trying to get me drunk, that drunk again, right? <laughs> 
Like she's oh. she's been trying to get me Colonel drunk. Like she's been purposefully buying silver tequila and stuff. Like trying to get oh. me that drunk. As long as she brings out the camcorder, but no, we save that for Dragon Con. Yeah, yeah, Dragon Con, and we'll never, we'll never do that. We'll never show it off again, except we'll, do, <laughs> we'll do a weird, awkward, shirtless Facebook Live, you and I. <laughs> yes, uh, I'll, I'll wax my nipples for it. Oof, oof, <laughs> I'll lick off the wax. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, thank you, thank you, uh, Michael. Uh, thank you for having me again. Uh, where can we find that YouTube channel with the interesting Pets Cop videos and that Justice League video? Yeah, so I'm going to be putting it on Artificial Animated. I'll be putting a link to the channel either someplace uh, on the Fan Freaks uh, Facebook group, which everyone should visit. And uh, then I'll put that uh, somewhere else. You guys will be able to find it. Just uh, look around in the description areas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they'll find it because you'll, you'll find a way to get that in the eyes. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, fan freaks. See you on the next one.